The race to 5G is on, and the battle for talent is getting fierce. Welcome to 5G Talent Talk with Carrie Charles, a podcast dedicated to helping you face the future workforce head on. Navigate this challenging talent landscape with innovative strategies to attract, retain, and engage people in this new world of work. Only here on 5G Talent Talk with Carrie Charles, CEO of Broadstaff Talent Solutions. And thanks for joining me today on 5G Talent Talk. I'm so glad you are here. We have a treat for you. Today, my guest is Trent Edwards. He is the president of Mirrors Broadband. Trent, thanks for joining me today. Gary, thanks for having me. Great to be here. Yes, it's so great to be here with you. I remember when we talked about this a few months ago, and uh, and uh, I just have had, I've always heard so much about you as a leader and especially from your team. So I'm excited to dive right into this. Well, I hope I don't let you do that. <laughs> you won't, you won't, you won't. So, well, let's start out by talking, you know, a little bit about you and how you got here. How did you get to your seat? Uh, tell me about your journey. Well, I, uh, you know, if you've hired any of the other things that I've been on, I uh, absolutely did, did not plan being in telecom. But uh, you know, I had a fraternity brother in college, and his dad was in the telecom industry. And I took a summer job uh, climbing telephone poles in Memphis, Tennessee, and uh, that led into uh, you know that was with a company called Nextlink. For all the old timers, Nextlink uh, was was who who one of Craig McCall's companies back in the. C-Leg days that became XO Communications and through uh, just kind of fell in love with it. Uh, you know, what we were doing, uh, it was exciting, you know, technology, uh, you know, all the dynamics of what we do and, you know, climbed up through leadership within XO Communications on the operator side, managing large scale networks, the ops and engineering side of the business. And, you know, then, uh, a good friend of mine had asked me to come over to the dark side, the contractor side, uh, which I went to work uh, and ran their U.S. business. And it was, uh, you know, if, you know, now I'm confident enough to say that, you know, that that was a different change, an absolute change, you know, going from, you know, quite frankly, running a cost center business to running a true P&L and all the dynamics of managing that on the contractor side, living and dying by the service dollar. And uh, so it it really was infectious. And I, uh, infectious, infectious, uh, what's the word? All of it. All of it. <laughs> That's my Arkansas public education. But, uh, uh, you know, I really enjoyed it. And, you know, and I was lucky enough to be successful in that. And, uh Spent five years with them and uh, ultimately joined Mears. Uh, you know, Mears is a quantic company. Uh, and I describe Mears as the underground part of Quanta. Uh, it's not, it's really not, but it's the easiest way to do it because Mears is really focused on the underground electric, the, uh, you know, the oil fields, gas distribution, uh, and, and all the components of that. Uh, you know, Quanta 
was allowed to, you know, they'd sold off their telecom assets and were allowed to re-enter the market through the non-compete period. And, uh, you know, Mears was asked to establish a telecom broadband division. And I was uh, lucky enough to start that and lead that. And here we are today. So what makes Mears different? I know in conversation with you in the past, you said we're different. Yeah, I, you know, I... I, you know, always had, you know, an idea of what construction was, right? And I deal with operators every day, you know, that uh, give us the opportunity to work with them and the uh, expectations around that. And, you know, I don't want to be, you know, the company that we just come in and you know, dig holes in the ground, put their facilities in the ground and leave, you know, and that's, you know, transactional type, uh, uh, relationship. And it's, you know, so when, when we talk about mirrors, it was very important for me to really mean that word partnership and have the opportunity to work with folks that really meant that word partnership. And, and when I say that, that's the people that work here. Uh, that's the people that we get the opportunity to work with. Uh, that's the, you know, being able to discuss the best way to do it. Because in construction, you know, every you know, every day something goes wrong. You know, we it's just the nature of the business, and we manage risk. You know, so you know, be able to. Uh, to have those conversations and do that. And I say all that because being different is, is just that, right? It's innovation. It's strategic. Uh, it's thinking about things in a different way and a different approach from a contract level, from a pricing level, continuously involving that, uh, continuously moving people and understanding how that works. And that's, that's just, that's more healthy for a contractor in my opinion. And it's more healthy with the relationship of a, of a customer and a contractor. You know, I always say we live and die by the service dollar and we do. Uh, and I don't apologize for the little amount of money we make, <laughs> and, but you know, we don't make a lot of money. Contractors don't make a lot of money. So, you know, it's just better to have that mindset, not only within your people, internal but with your customers and you know and once that trust is developed and you know that that it's proven that we are different and we will think different and we will work with you differently uh it's been very successful and uh you know i always try to articulate that and it's very difficult but uh we are we will always be different than the run of the mail contractor. You know, I think you said, uh, you just said something so powerful and that's trust. Mm -hmm. And I think that right there says it all, right? And that's a, and trust is earned, not given. You yes, know? And, and, you know, when we sit and talk with people, you know, sometimes we have hard conversations with customers like, hey, you just got to trust me, you know? And I know that when we say that, uh, and they actually do, that I have to deliver. Uh, you know, there's no going back from that. And, you know, that is extremely what we live and die by. We do what we say. Well, what's it like to work for Mears? 
And, uh, you know, why do people come to mirrors and, and stay? Well, I, I think it's just us, number one. You know, like, I, you know, I was in a very lucky position uh, that a lot of people don't have the opportunity to do. You know, I was employee one and was able to, you know, pick a very diverse group of people to be on the leadership team. You know, and and diverse is many things, right? You know, it's, it's uh, the the fundamental definition of diverse, but also diverse thinking, diverse uh, approaches to thing, of uh, diverse backgrounds, and you know, this is a very uh, a very <laughs> diverse group of people, a very different group of people. I like that. I like that they challenge me. I like that I can challenge them. I like that we can have a conversation and, and everybody has different emotions around what's important to them. Right. And, uh, you know, then on the, on the, on the people side, you know, we just, we really try to make, you know, our leadership emotional, if that makes sense, you know, meet them where they are and be very active and visible, you know, with them, you know, like I, you know, like we don't have a lot of org charts, you know, you don't hear a lot of nonsense about, you know, who's in the top box, who's in the second box, titles, all this stuff that so many people have egos and feel accomplished by. I mean, everybody knows who who I am within this organization. Everybody knows who the operations leader are within this, this organization. We don't need to, we don't need to you know, just constantly discuss that, you know, the people that are in the top box in this organization are the people in the field. doing mm. work every day. And, you know, turn the org chart upside down. And that is what we try to do. Do we do it perfect? Hell no. And uh, do people get mad? Absolutely. Do I get mad? Absolutely. But we wake up every morning with that intention, you know, the work and we, need to be in the field, the works in the field and, uh, try to, you know, absolutely reciprocate that to all that they do. Man, I just got chills when you said that, you know, the most important people in the company are in the field. And, uh, yeah. that's a, what a powerful way of looking at yeah, your business. And it's, and it's, you hear so many people say that, right. You mm -hmm. know, all the ladies get on and, uh, say all kinds of, you know, quotes they've read in a book. <laughs> I, I never thought I would be here. I never thought I would do anything like that. I do conference calls and emails. You know, that's what I do. But they, uh, they're the backbone of this company. And like I said, we don't have org charts. I mean, we do, we have to, right? Not, you know, but the most important part of being a leader is having, you know, is first of all, having somebody that'll follow you or who the hell you're going to lead, right? <laughs> so. Very true. Very true. Let's look at this year, 2024. You know, we're uh, sitting here uh, January 2024. You know, what are your ideas about opportunities that are ahead in our industry? I mean, we've got bead funding coming. There's my goodness, there's just so much chatter out there. Where are you seeing the opportunities? Man, it, you know, it's it, there is so much chatter, you know, to use your word, you know, about what's going to happen. 
the reality is I don't think we know, you know, I don't, I don't think, uh, you know, I don't think anybody knows how this money is going to be spent or, you know, how it's going to be deployed, the expectations around it holistically. Right. So I think there's a lot of opportunity there and we're looking forward to it and we're planning for it. You know, you just saw the announcement of, you know, Mears Broadband was part of the Mears group of companies. We've spun out as our own LLC that gives us the freedom to make those changes and be nimble enough to address all of the expectations that uh, potentially coming with the money, you know, the government government money, government programs that are coming up for the rural expansion, the great build ahead of us, right? Uh, you know, we are not, we're not, obviously we're going to be, on the forefront of that, I've uh, got, I've, you know, again, talking about being different, you know, we've hired a lot of, you know, Heather Gold, as you guys know, Heather, and, I, you know, has been a longtime friend of mine, you know, and her expertise in that arena uh, and understanding all that process, uh, you know, all of our business development fronts, really understanding that process. Uh, but, you know, I don't, I'm also, you know, I have to focus on traditional business and kind of see where that's going. Uh, but we're planning, we're planning on uh, continuing to grow both fronts. Absolutely. You know, with the private money that's being invested in the public money that's been invested. And I think that you'd be a fool to, to not consider that and be, be involved in that. We're also thinking about 10 years ahead too. You know, what do we, what opportunities are out there? What do we do? What do we need to do? Uh, you know, cause this will, you know, I'm 52 years old, so this will be the last giant telecom build. And I'll see, hopefully, hopefully I'm retired or dead. You, know. you never know. You're young. <laughs> but, uh, you know, this is, uh, you know, so we're thinking about all the future too. So let's talk workforce. I know there's still challenges that we're facing. I mean, we're going to be facing massive challenges, right? As as we build out this broadband. And we need new people in the industry, obviously. And there's, I mean, there's programs and there's just so much going on to train, retrain, upskill, skill. You know, how can we bring new people into the industry? I mean, any ideas here? Yeah. I mean, we're, you know, I, I I always say, like, if somebody tells you they have people, they're, they're either, they either are extremely terrible at what they do or they're lying to you, <laughs> you know? So, you know, it's, it's something that, that is always on my mind. Uh, now we have the traditional programs, you know, the military programs that we're involved in, uh, you know, all of our, our, our training center that we have, which is a differentiator than a lot of my competitors, uh, you know, the, uh, the traditional pass. Right. But I think that, you know, I think that, you know, number one, as a contractor, you know, our job again is to manage risk and cost. Right. And so we have to have the guts to put people, hire people proactively that are on the shared cost line and, you know, train them and develop them that have the, the potential and the ability and want to, to do this. You know, I think that, I think there's a lot of different businesses, uh, 
that align, uh, you know, to managing risk and managing costs, you know, simple, you know, just keep it simple project management, right? Within a lot of industries that can come do this. And I think there's going to be, you know, transition of that. And we have to accept that and, and train people and give them the ability to do this. This is not rocket science. Uh, it's again, it's a, it's a linear process. It's a, you know, understanding the sequence of how this work needs to happen. And, and, you know, we have to be, you know, have the guts enough to get these people on proactively and train them without bringing revenue on. Uh, and we're looking at a lot of ways to do that in a lot of industries. We, you know, I'm really evangelizing, you know, a lot of the, so, you know, there's also a turnover in the industry, right? You have a lot of tenured folks, you know, like myself that, uh, we'll be leaving soon and you have to have a younger workforce coming in and this work isn't sexy to them, you know, on, <laughs> on the face of it, you know, mm -hmm. but we're changing lives. I mean, we really are. There's an opportunity, you know, any, like anybody, like I, I don't have a college degree. I had to work harder than everybody else because I didn't have that college degree. Uh, but you get the opportunity to sit in my seat. You know, you get the opportunity to change lives every day. You get the opportunity to uh, make the games better, make the AI better, make telemedicine better. Make, you know, this is, the, this is the delivery mechanism for the future. And giving is changing people's life. That's what we do. And, you know, and I'm just evangelizing that as hard as I can to get people in here and making the commitment from a financial standpoint to, you know, understand that I can't just, you know, traditionally we would always just, uh, you know, hire somebody we knew or somebody from our competitor that had that skill set could hit the ground running, but that's not going to be an option anymore. And we have to be more bold as leaders within this uh, industry. Couldn't agree more. Our young people need to hear that message, Trent. That's a, that, that's the message. That is. Yeah. And we really are. I mean, yeah. no, there's no debating that we are not changing lives. What we're doing. Yes. I couldn't agree more. What, you know, you, when we spoke, you said you have a little bit of a different approach to hiring. You've talked about that just a bit. Can you go deeper into that approach? Well, I, you know, like I, we look for, you know, an, in, you know, an individual that, you know, it fits, you know, like just to be transparent, you know, like I, I can go hire anybody, but I am passionate about our culture. Right. So, uh, when I say that we're different about hiring is just like what I've previously said, like I want an individual that brings a different approach to this business, a different understanding wants to impact the business, uh, the traditional way of doing this and making things, uh, you know, making things better. And so, you know, we, we look for that culture match in, in what we do. And, you know, and that's, that's, uh, that culture is, you know, it's just, it's pretty simple, you know, work hard, be bold, get shit done, you know, I love it. <laughs> and you've seen 
you know, those kind of things said, but like we're, uh, I want people that are confident and can be bold in their decisions, be bold in doing things different, be bold in transitioning from historical way of approaching. And, you know, I want them to prove that in every day and everything that they do. Uh, you know, we've got to have fun. Work is work. We don't come here to hang out with each other. I didn't come here this morning, although it's a pleasure. I didn't come here this morning, you know, to, to do this. I, you know, we, we come to work every morning because we, you know, support our families, our lifestyle, the, you know, our habits, whatever that is. Uh, you know, it's, we've got to have fun. You got to have people that you enjoy working with and, uh, you know, and understand that, that, you know, it's not always good, but there's always a, a smile or a laugh at some point that'll get us through there. And, you know, just, we gotta, we live again on the service dollar. So it's safe, quality, productive work in that manner. You know, mm -hmm. if I'm safe and I'm doing stuff with quality, I will always make money. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that mindset of being safe and doing stuff with quality is kind of hard to find sometime these days. And, you know, I am very passionate about that. I do not want to have a conversation with anybody's wife or husband, you know, that they didn't make it home and not ever. Now I do, you know, I don't want to have conversations with customers about how I have to redo something or, you know, navigate that and, you know, ultimately do it right the first time, you know, it's a cliche, but you know, and those people are out there and they want to make a difference. They want to be bold. They want to be empowered. And we look for those people that want to be empowered and want to take my job. I want <laughs> everyone to take my job. <laughs> so Trent, you talked um, about the field staff and how important the field staff is to the company. Do you find that it is that, you know, when you're retaining field staff, Right. So do you find it that you have to use different strategies than you would use, let's say, with office staff? And then what strategies can you use for retention or to increase your retention rates with your field staff? Man, that's so hard, you know, because it's, uh, you know, like they're, uh, you know, they they are recruited more than anyone, I would say, in this industry today, you know, because that is that's the people that everybody needs, uh, you know, so. You know, the traditional pass of, you know, money and title and all that is, you know, always needed and, a, and accounted for. But, you know, it's 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 bigger than that in my mind. You know, you have to recognize people. You have to make sure that they understand their worth to what what you're accomplishing. And also, you got to be able to let them go, you know, and like, you know, because they they need to they need to better their lives. And, you know, and we're transparent about that and allow that. And I would say a lot, you know, and by being that way, a lot of them always come back and it's okay if they come back because maybe they've learned something. You know? <laughs> it's a great way to look at it. But, you know, it's, uh, you know, we just, we really focus on the employees here. We do everything that we can. Uh, but I, I would never hold anybody back from bettering themselves. And that's a difficult thing right now because a lot of people are in dire straits to get people and doing that. And, you know, I'm not going to panic. Uh, I want people to be here because they want to be here and want to be here for the compensated correctly, the compensated well, 
uh, and we do compensate people well. They're treated uh, with respect and empowered to do their job and, uh, you know, deliver the expectations. It's, uh, but it's difficult. Yes. It's difficult. But yes, we, look it at it, we look at it that way. You know, I, uh, I really, you know, sounds arrogant and I apologize, but I think they'll, a lot of them will come back. Transparency, authenticity. That's what I'm hearing right now. And that's what I mean, people look for. Yeah. They, I mean, you want it, you know, like it's a ideal, you know, everybody at every level you deal with nonsense. <laughs> yep. Yep. You are so right. So who is Trent Edwards as a leader? Oh man. I don't know. I, you know, you know, look, I look at leadership as, you know, it's emotion, right? Uh, you know, you got to meet people where they're at, you know, you gotta, you gotta put your arms around them, chew, chew them out or, uh, you know, pat them on the back or understand what's going on with them and, and, you know, take that time to do that. I, uh, you know, I've learned a lot more of what not to do than what to do. <laughs> if uh, you know, I'm very, I'm, I've always been insecure around it, I guess, you know, not having a college degree, uh, you know, I'm not able to speak all the terms and certifications behind somebody's name. You know, I was, I was just always Trent Edwards. So, being, you know, I, you know, being aware of that, uh, no, you know, I had to work three hours longer than someone with a degree in my mind, or I had to come in an hour earlier. Or I had to, you know, I was driven by those kind of things. So I just carry that with me. I think, you know, I try to understand, you know, where, where a person is on their path and, uh, just try to meet them there every day, every time, every interaction. And if that's changed, understand if that's changed and continue to just stay present where they're at and, you know, lead from there. It's inspiring. You and I have that in common. I don't have a college degree either. And I've, I know I've, uh, I'm very vocal about it because I want people to know what's possible without it. And, uh, but it's just, it's just such an inspiration. I feel the exact same way. I always, felt an insecurity there and I had to work harder than everyone else. Right. And put in more and, uh, but it, but it made me a better person. So I identify with that trend. That's so inspiring. So thank you for sharing okay. that. Oh yeah. So I don't know if that answered your question, but. It did. It did. It did. You're, you're spot on. Let's talk about the mayor's vision. Okay. Where are you going? Well, I, you know, I want to be the best. Okay. First and foremost. And I think we're well on our path in four and a half years. Like we started this thing. Uh, you know, I, I know a lot of people in the industry have a lot of relationships and, you know, to a T everyone would be like, who in the hell is mirrors? <laughs> what are you doing Trent? And, you know, to the point we are today where, you know, it's, it's name recognition and brand recognition and we've had our ups and downs and we're uh, on a great trajectory. Uh, but you know, my vision is just to impact this world, right? 
it's you know I think there's enough money out there for everybody to to get uh, their share of the work. I think that you know I don't compete with anybody, which I do, but I, I in my mind I don't. I I just think that that's that's it just doesn't make sense. We should work together. That's that whole part of being different, right? You know, lose the egos, lose the you know, lose the thinking that you've got to have more than everybody when there's so much opportunity to, you know, to cooperate and to uh, really make an impact on what we're doing. Uh, you know, so I'm going to lead that charge and I'm going to evangelize that. Uh, and, you know, we're going to impact this industry and we're going to be able to support what's coming uh, with with the question of how are we going to do it today? with people and not enough people and what's the rules and what's the guidelines and uh no one knows really you know set up assumptions but uh we're going to lead the charge on the approach and you know the different way of thinking and the you know the innovative ways to really pull this off and achieve it and if we have to lead it we will and we're taking that seat mm. inspiring again and you know the the authenticity again, the and you said emotion that leaders need to be emotional, you know, have empathy, and I mean that it's it's exactly what people want right now, and uh, you, you are absolutely on the right track. So I know that I know that all of that's going to happen for you. What <laughs> I feel it, I feel it. I got my <laughs> I got my crystal ball here. I can see it. Um, yeah, we're going. We're, you know, hopes, like I say, I hope so, but I hope's not a strategy. Uh, we're going to die trying, you know, there's a, it's a, it's an opportunity to, uh, we're approachable, you know, we're going to work with everyone and we're going to, you know, win our fair share of business and do our part to making this world better. Yes. Yes. I know there's people listening that are, thinking, okay, how can I find out more about mirrors, about open jobs that you have? I know that you're hiring right now. Uh, tell us uh, tell us what your website is. Uh, well, we have a new one. It's uh, uh, it's through the Quanta page. I know that, uh, you know, the mirrors company through the broadband uh, capabilities. But I believe, <laughs> you know, since we just, since we just, uh, January 1st, we became mirrors broadband LLC. Uh, and I should know this, but it's mirrorsbroadband.com, I believe, www.mirrorsbroadband.com. There you go. You just, everything just shifted for you, yes, I know. And so <laughs> you've probably got 100 balls in the air right now. No, there's a lot that we're, uh, you know, the team really did a hell of a job making sure we got across the line to transition this 1st of January. But, uh, uh, you know, I... I should know that, uh, and I do on some piece of paper, but uh, <laughs> <sure> that's it. <laughs> Listen, that's uh, that's what makes you so incredible, Trent, is that you're all about the people. You know, you're just about the people, and, you know, and that's it. And I've, I've felt that about you from the moment that I met you, and, you know, this this episode is, is really clarifying, you know, that, uh, you know, your heart, really. And, and that makes a difference because that's, it's also your whole team. I've met your, I've met your leadership team. Everybody feels the same way. Everybody's rowing in the same direction. I'm just impressed with what you've created. 
Well, thank you. We don't do everything right. You know, we've, and, uh, we haven't done right, you know, by everyone. And, uh, but you know, that's, that's life. Right. And, yeah. uh, but I promise you, uh, you know, now the listeners like mirrors and the people of mirrors, our intentions are, are true. And, uh, We'd love to have you come work with us. <laughs> awesome. There you go. We can uh, call it a day now. So Trent, thanks so much for joining me. This has been a pleasure. I always enjoy talking to you and I always learn a lot too. And then I walk away just excited and inspired and with a new idea. So thank you. Well, thank you. I promise you I'm, I'm nothing special. I just, <laughs> I get the opportunity to lead a bunch of amazing people. A mm. bunch of amazing people. So thank you though. Appreciate it. Yes, Trent. Thank you. Take care. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to another informative episode of 5G Talent Talk, brought to you by RCR Wireless News, Telecom Careers, and Broadstaff Talent Solutions. As we advance into the future, we promise to bring you the resources you need to navigate this ever-changing landscape of 5G to help you attract, retain, and engage people in this new world of work. To access the show notes or leave a review, visit broadstaffglobal.com. Until next time.